Hey guys and welcome to the new episode of Digital Micropreneur. This is a podcast where we talk to micropreneurs, we talk to entrepreneurs, we understand their journey and try to take as many insights as we can. And today I have, so I, this, I say this always, but today I really have a very special guest who is the first guest on this podcast uh, from this particular category. Uh, I would like to welcome Yash. Yash is the CEO and founder of a blockchain company. And I know a lot of people who are listening to this podcast are still not aware uh, about what blockchain technology and what Bitcoins do. So uh, welcome Yash on the podcast. Yeah. Hi, Abhishek. Thanks a lot for the wonderful introduction. Yes. Great, great guys. So Yash, uh, first of all, before, even before I uh, would like to get your introduction, I would like you to tell uh, our audiences uh, the basics about blockchain. What is blockchain? What is this giant called blockchain, which people don't know? And uh, still, uh, there's a lot of awareness which we need to create about blockchain and Bitcoin. And post that, you can start with your introduction as well. Okay, great. In a simple layman's term, say, for example, uh, I'll start with what is Web 2.0. So today the internet which we use today is built on the top of web 2.0 and the basic foundation of this internet is information sharing. So whatever we are doing today is nothing but sharing information on the internet. Whether you are watching a video on YouTube or where you are chatting on WhatsApp, it's all about information. So the internet which we use today is all about sharing information and it started from 1990s and today still we are using the same internet. But the problem with today's internet is we cannot share value over the internet. And there's a problem of trust. We cannot distribute the trust over the internet. Like we have to rely on a third party like Amazon, Flipkart. I'll give an example. Say, suppose you want to order something from China. Today you have to place an order through Alibaba, Wish.com or Tmall. And then you have to just hope someday you'll receive the courier, right? But imagine if this network is replaced by a blockchain with network, then you don't have to worry who is the guy on the other side of the internet. The blockchain takes care of this transaction. So say uh, money will be deducted from your account. The vendor will only receive the money uh, until and unless you, uh, till the time you receive the courier. So during the complete process, the money stays on the blockchain network and you basically sign a smart contract with the vendor. So even if you don't receive the courier, then you'll get back your money. So you don't have to worry about anyone who is the guy on the other side of the internet. So blockchain basically distributes the trust over the internet and blockchain is the foundational pillar of this new internet, which we call web 3.0. So by using this old internet, which is web 2.0, or we call information exchange protocol, plus this new blockchain we will be using, which is basically a trust distribution network. We'll be creating the new internet called as web 3.0. So next big Amazon or Google will come from this blockchain space and they will dominate this sphere of technology for you know, a lot of uh, years coming after like 10, 20 years. So that's what blockchain is. And uh, one, the Bitcoin is built on the top of this blockchain technology. So Bitcoin is just one of the applications which is built on the top of blockchain technology. So a lot yeah. of people don't understand what, uh, and I think, uh, in fact, even I uh, used Bitcoin and blockchain as synonymous, but you're saying these are not synonymous to each other. No, no. 
So they are the two pillars of the same coin, but they are different. Bitcoin came first, and in 2009, Bitcoin blockchain was you know live. On 3rd Jan 2009, Bitcoin blockchain was live, and only after 2013 and 14, we started understanding the importance of blockchain technology. So Bitcoin came first, and it was using blockchain technology. So after the launch of Ethereum blockchain, which supports smart contracts, mm -hmm. uh, we became you know uh, like aware that uh, this technology can be used in other sectors and other industries as well. Understood. Understood. So thank you, uh, Yash, for explaining us to about what is blockchain and what is Bitcoin. So uh, Yash, tell us about your journey as well, uh, about your schooling, what you did for your graduation, how you got into this field. And when I ask my guests, I also tell them to put masala and tell the story as much as possible, so that our listeners can also understand uh, the journey, like in a typical Bollywood uh, fashion. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Abhishek. So basically, uh, it all started with one very basic question. So I always used to ask my father, why Amman is so rich? And why these scientists, like they are so smart, but still they are not rich? What is the difference? So my father was never able to answer that question. Like he, he used to give me, but I was not convinced, never. Like I was in, I think, seventh or eighth standard. So fortunately, I came across this book known as Rich Dad and Poor Dad. So I read that book and I realized, oh, that's how this world works. So that was, you know, that aha moment for me. So uh, during that eight nine standard, I I already decided that I was good with mathematics and science. So uh, I I I was quite curious in you know understanding new technologies and what you know what is happening around the world and in science. So uh, I I. I decided that I'll be either a scientist or a or an uh, or an entrepreneur. So, uh, so that I already decided in eight or nine standards. So, how to go ahead? Like, what is the first step? But I also wanted to have a you know very stable career so that it can make a way for my future. So during those school times, uh, people everywhere you know they they say okay, uh, you know engineering is something. Either you become an engineer or a doctor, and uh, I came from a small town. Like during the till tenth, I, I used to stay in Akola, which is a a city near uh, Nagpur in Maharashtra. So it was not a very like a big uh, tier one city, uh, but uh, uh, the people, the kids were really smart over there. Like one of the toppers from Maharashtra, uh, top ten. There was always in any competitive exam, there was someone who is you know in top ten from Akola. So it was a very competitive culture out there. So everybody was preparing for IITs and all. So finally, I started like in after tenth, I went to Kota, tried to get in IIT, didn't get it. But somehow in uh, this engineering college, Sardar Patel Institute of Technology, which is one of the uh, top colleges in Maharashtra, but still I was very you know like uh, I I was cursing myself during the whole journey. It was a very hard decision. Like I always knew that I. Uh, I, I failed somewhere, and that always kept me, uh, you know, kept going. Like I have to do more. So that was a very, uh, like after grad, uh, after twelve, it was a very hard time for me. And I was in Mumbai uh, because I never enjoyed the first year of my engineering. Hmm. I was constantly, uh, you know, uh, like I was not satisfied with myself. So I tried again, but still got an idea, but didn't. I thought, you know, let's continue over here. So I continued. But 
during my third during my second year uh, of uh, basically during the third semester uh, i i decided that uh, instead of uh, i will not go for any corporate job i will start my entrepreneurship journey and that's uh, on my birthday which is 30 december uh, i decided on on 2014 i decided that i'll start something on entrepreneurship i need to learn i need to acquire skill set and uh, so that was the decision so i attended the first event of startup saturday if you are aware about it must have heard about them startup saturday okay every second saturday they keep a event for you know startup enthusiasts mm-hmm. because entrepreneurs they come and talk so i attended my first event was there and then you know uh, that gave you know that was the first day for entrepreneurship during my second year of engineering mm-hmm. so after that i i attended for one year i attended almost every event on entrepreneurship which was happening in mumbai mm-hmm. so i was attending every event and uh, during this process i uh, met very uh, really good people i i did lo- all type of internships like from sales to developer to you know content writer everything like i i never took any certificate for my internship i was just doing it for the sake of doing it Mm-hmm. and i really loved it like i when i was working with different entrepreneurs helping them uh, that was my you know time so uh, and i during the art process also i came across this uh, bitcoin uh, like somewhere i was just curious i didn't show much interest and it was i think 2014 2015 so i thought you know this will be my another something a payment gateway like paypal who cares like you know but one of my i read one article during that time and it said okay bitcoin is the next big thing and will make lot of money and there was one quora answer i read mm-hmm. the guy was claiming that the price of bitcoin will go more than you know 50 to 70000 so mm-hmm. i think during that process it was only i think 5 10 somewhere 5 10k the price of bitcoin it was very cheap mm-hmm. and only there was one app known as zepay mm-hmm. so i i was a broke kid so never had that kind of money to invest but uh, one of my friend he was a trader like he used to trade and he had a lot of money like he used to trade in stock market i just told him like you know why don't you invest so he didn't listen to me so it went from you know 15k to 20k then 25k then when it went 25k so till the time he created account and all like it was already i think uh, 35k 35000 rupees so uh, he created account and bought some bitcoin over there 5000 rupees bitcoin during that time and i and i it went increasing after few months i think it was around 70 80000 oh okay, okay so we made a lot of money during that time hmm. i think it was 2016 2017 uh, 2016 i think yes okay so uh, so that you know i i kept you know i started also i said you know people are money making money uh based on my idea so i should also do something hmm. started internship started you know collecting money to invest and i did the first investment like then bitcoin went i think around 1.3 lakh then again it fall back and hmm. the market crashed hmm. then i bought some my first investment of 5k and then i kept on investing like that's how journey but i was still you know curious why the price of bitcoin is increasing hmm. so i came across this word blockchain Mm. so during that time i think i was second or third year so uh, i was not able to understand what blockchain is in the first attempt it took me a lot of time because i didn't know like concepts like computer networks and all during that time i was just a kid 
engineering ke you know i'm trying to figure out things and your background was also not from technical sorry my my background was technical technical background right right yes yes hmm. yes i i was doing my engineering hmm. uh, I, i did my electronics and telecom engineering but i i i you know i intentionally chose electronics and telecom instead of comms i did was i thought you know learning hardware is really difficult you cannot learn it on your own you can learn software on your own hmm. and that's what happened actually i uh, so the reason for that because today now i understand everything from a microchip level how satellite works to how your microcontroller works and how it is designed from vlsi process hmm. to how an application works so i understand every layer of hmm. the architecture every tech stack so that uh, that was a good decision i think taking extc engineering oh. understand telecom everything every domain so then this uh, uh, so i started investing and i also you know side by side i was trying to start my startup okay so uh, i came across this guy named uh, i'll not name his uh, not give his name so but uh, we tried for a year i wasted my one year to start a industrial internet of things startup hmm so what the problem with hardware startups in india is it is really really hard to build any hardware product first you need a lot of investment second even if you create a product uh, you know no one will uh, you know give you a foot in the door because no one you know like you if you are a kid like if you don't have experience or expertise like 10 20 years of experience or you are not well known in the industry no one will give you a foot uh, give you a foot in the industry right foot in the door basically to uh you know to even pitch hmm. so that was the scenario during that time so i i literally uh, literally wasted around a year for one of creating my hardware startup hmm. but you know that was a great learning because during that process i realized that you need to be keep the invest the liability is very less like there should be uh, for a software startup you just need a laptop and an internet connection hmm. and, and some technical skill set that's it if you are a good developer you figure out things okay right. so that was the moment you know and then i i i was in fourth year so our college fortunately it started offering like it is after like iitp i think during mumbai uh, our college started a uh, a deferred placement hmm. okay a scheme known as deferred placement where you can skip your placement for two years and then if you if, uh, if you are starting your startup and if you fail you can again come back and uh, sit for the placements Hmm. that was a good thing for me so i did uh, sign that uh, contract with uh, the college and i was the only person who got that like three people applied they all were rejected hmm. because the principal and they because they knew i am working with a lot of startups and also they approved my uh, you know like uh, proposal and then they gave me that deferred placement hmm. so that there was a safety net and i was able to convince my parents uh, my parents hmm. so then after graduating in 2017 Instead of going, instead of going for any corporate job, I started Virginia. Okay. So now, if you start a startup, it is really difficult to select the name of the startup. Hmm. So if you have ever done that, you'll realize that. Like, right. Uh, right. Because there are almost every name is taken, hmm. and uh, after like a lot of brainstorming, we selected four names, and Virginia was the last option which we selected, <laughs> and uh, we. fortunately or unfortunately we got that name oh. so bit genie basically it's nothing bit is zero and one so everything or the internet is made up of zero and one and oh. genie is basically doing magic through zero and one so that's what bit genie is means understood okay 
so uh, i started that and during that time i i i i attended hackathon where i met my co-founder so ashwin so we started this uh, thing but we were still you know not sure what to build hmm. okay uh, so we 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 did a lot of brainstorming and so we came up with an idea like for uh, we used to do the crypto market and also there are a lot of people uh, who used to do trading during that time like very few techies okay the crowd was very niche because those only who understand the tech stack they took the risk because they know in and out they know how powerful blockchain is during that time oh. 2017 so they took the risk and they did some investment but there was no tool to keep track of the market like today there are a lot of tools like money control to keep track of your market stocks and all right oh. but during that time there was not even a single tool for cryptocurrencies so we created our first cryptocurrency dashboard okay so it used to like whenever i used to trade i used to open around 5 10 uh different websites where i used to do the trading and like you know like say tracking the market uh, checking out the charts uh, checking my portfolio and all those features you know even we were also working on some bots which were you know, used to do bot trading mm-hmm. and uh, and there are very crypto, many crypto influencers whose one tweet will cost up uh, you know will cause a pump in the market right like 5 10% pump or 20 50% pump in the market Oh. this cryptocurrency it was just a volatile madness complete oh. madness today if i go back and it was madness like literally 2017 3 months like uh, october november december were complete madness like everybody wanted to buy cryptocurrencies and it was you know like chaos so uh, i was still a immature person you know who doesn't understand any risk or management or anything so we were all in like you know Uh, so we created that tool we had few of our friends and you know people who know us they were using our product it was really good but after that the market crashed in january 2018 mm. then the number of users on the platform were going down and there was no way to make any revenue mm. so we still sustained for next six months and then you know uh, i i was uh, during that process the best thing we did personally i read all the top 200 projects all the white papers So you can say research papers of those projects, and I knew in and out of every technology. Hmm. We created you know a database of all those projects, what they do, what kind of technology stack they have. So during that, you know that uh, around nine to nine months, we had this lot of good data points for these new technology stacks. So, but we we decided that we will close this product because there's no way, and the bear market has just started, and people who have ever experienced the bear market. they know like it takes you know 2 to 3 years to for the recovery so we knew that we'll not survive unless until unless we do something else so uh, i had one of my friend i just asked him you know i want to monetize this data which we collected hmm. is there any way to monetize this so he suggested he was a data scientist and i used to work with market research company he told me why don't you write a market research report right so we started writing our first report we got some analyst uh, on board and along with them we started writing our first like market research report it was blockchain in healthcare so it took us around 3 months uh, to write that first report like i did it takes around only a month to write a report hmm. that was our first time and we had no idea personally i i learned about different market research techniques like top down bottom up data triangulation hmm. and all those things and uh, that was crazy like 
And uh, during that process, we realized during that 2018 second half, we realized that this market research industry is very backward when it comes to tech adoption. Right. First, and uh, this analyst, like this market research companies, they treat their employees like you know modern day slaves. Hmm. And say, I'll give an example like how the business model works. Hmm. So, a market research company creates a syndicate report or you know a custom like say artificial intelligence in healthcare. Okay. Now, they will sell that report for a price of $5,000 and they'll mostly focus on US market. Okay. Mm. They'll create a website, like everything will be, you know, like a US based company, everything like it will look like a US based company, right. so, but it will be an Indian company. It create this report and they'll uh, like say AI in healthcare and they sell the same report of AI in healthcare to say 10, 20 different clients. Okay. For a cost of like say $5,000. They make, you know, uh, and the analyst who is working on that report, uh, he must be having around $1,000 or $2,000 salary per month. So basically the value that value generated by the analyst is huge. And this market research companies, they make a lot of money out of it and they don't even write the name of the analyst. Okay. And they don't give it the, any bonus to the analyst. All that money goes in, that, in the pocket of that market research company. So this analyst, they always want to start something on their own because they see that, you know, someone is making so much of money out of my skill set, why, can, why can't I start my own? Hmm. So, starting a market research company is very easy. You just need a good analyst and a sales guy who can sell the report. Right. Okay. There's no entry barrier. If you're a good sales guy, you'll find the clients and if you're a good content analyst, like you can generate good content, you'll sell. So, that's the reason. So, this all is happening in this Pune region. There are a lot of market research companies based in Pune. Like, they literally, you know, they have almost, you know, Fortune 500 clients across the world. Mm -hmm. Very dominate. Okay, the Indian companies they dominate this market research industry. So uh, we 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 realize that this you know like so many companies are starting in Pune itself, mm -hmm. and this analyst uh, you know they are not doing. And the problem with that is the market research companies in India their content is degrading. The quality of the content is degrading. The reason for that is. Instead of focusing on creating good quality content, they, they have like, you know, let's say they, if they have 10 analysts, they'll hire 20 SEO guys who are doing SEO for that, selling the product. Hmm. And if you today search anything, say blockchain in healthcare report or market research report, the first result you'll get will be definitely a, a, report, a, a, a result from a market research company. Hmm. Top 10, out of top 10, at least eight will be from the market research company and that all will be paid reports. So that's why if you search on Google, you'll never find a free report. Okay. Okay. Because they spend so much of so much on SEO, their result goes up. So this data, which is even if it is free, it is not, you know, uh, accessible. So that is a problem. And we realize that this is a huge problem. And still this, you know, this guy, instead of focusing on creating good content, uh, they are, uh, you know, like focusing on just marketing it. And that's why the quality of content is degrading. And uh, which is, you know, uh, hampering the growth of the complete sector. Mm -hmm. That gave us the idea, you know, why not we do something? Because our strength during when we were, you know, uh, created our first report, for next six months, we were not able to sell that report. Like, because this industry is so brand driven, mm. you know, uh, nobody will, you know, they want something like Gartner report or IDC or Post and Sullivan. These are the big companies, okay. So, uh, they want a report from them. So we were not able to, even when we knew that we are the technical experts, you know, in and out and 
this is the best report in blockchain in healthcare and then other companies also started publishing on that hmm. we were the first player to you know publish on the report on that topic so uh, but you know uh, uh, unfortunately we were not from that industry so we could not make it like uh, that big but us strength was tech really hmm. good tech so we started digging more and then in 2019 for three months we validated the idea and then the idea of bridgeini research came so what is bridgeini research so bridgeini research was not a free report aggregator during the first version so what we are planning to do is that so there are a lot of analysts who want to sell their reports and there are a lot of small companies who cannot you know they should they, they have to you know unfortunately hire seo guys instead of analysts who sell their report so why not why don't we create a network where we uh, you know allow this companies to publish content and we connect them with the buyer we become a medium for them so we started building that and in august 2019 we launched that product but uh, the first version of the product virgin research where analysts and market research company can come on our platform and publish content and based on you know the industry or technology a user will get the content say for example you are a user so you are interested in say marketing right publishing so right. uh you go on the platform and basically you start uh, pub, uh you know you register on the platform say marketing say technology and so whenever an analyst or market research company is publishing data on those things you get that data in the news feed so you learn what is happening in that industry from a credible source hmm. that was the idea okay so uh, but unfortunately uh it almost died during that time because this market research company were not coming on board with us Hmm. they thought you know we are a new competitor and uh, uh, they uh, they didn't wanted to share their content with us okay. even the analyst you know like it was really difficult to take good analyst on board because we had no almost no traffic hmm. platform so that was like a chicken and egg game like even if you create any marketplace you will realize that you know it is very difficult to get the supply with, along with the demand hmm. so uh, we were in the deadlock okay so there was no there was no way out from that situation so it was a sad moment for us like we thought you know now it's done almost in december uh last year 2019 mm. i almost like uh, gave up mm. uh, you know i mean you know just uh, our company was around 2 years old uh, we were not going anywhere one failed product this product is also not working out mm. and i almost decided that i'll go for a job Hmm. So we can hmm. offer like around a good offer, you know, like around eighteen uh, lakhs offer I got because I was good with tech and everything. But then uh, uh, something you know was not I was not feeling well. Like you know I should not go for a job. And so what I decided, so in December first, like around the first week of December, I decided I'll give a last chance, like forty five days to me. Hmm. focusing on every i'll do everything you know to you know make sure that bridgeri works or if it doesn't work till 15 jan hmm. i'll take a job hmm. those 45 days were game changing like literally hmm. what we did like <laughs> so what was on your was, side in 2020 <laughs> so that time you know i'll i'll tell you just so during that time you know within just uh, you know within just 12 days we did so much of work which we have completed in last 6 uh, 6 months in just 12 days mm. imagine so that was that kind of energy power so what we did we came up with the idea 
so i i just brainstormed with the team and then we came up with the idea that you know instead of getting this because we saw that people they share a lot of reports on linkedin right, right. and these are pre reports and you know uh, like they are not able to reach to the right audience hmm. the problem we already have so much good reports so why not get one something like this so then you know we created some bots and they started extracting data from various sources and within like a, you know within this 12 13 days we aggregated around 2000 reports okay then we created this repository for free reports and we also then after the next 15 days we also added an analytics layer on the top of this report okay. because you know only report is not sufficient you need to understand what this report is talking about because no one will read this 100 200 page report hmm. so that was the game changer you know hmm. so that gave us a lot of traffic we had around 100 users by the end of that month and then again there was some saturation during that point because how to make money like taking a subscription so we were not clear during that time hmm we're still you know figuring out few things how to sell it and pitching it getting investment so like uh, we planned to get investment but investors say you need to make some enterprise sell and all and so it was crazy hmm last 3 months so from jan feb uh, but we were you know kept we kept going hmm and uh, so now the platform is so good that like it's really good like and uh, i think and uh, so 2020 what we decided that this will be a game changing year for us and i still feel that even even after this corona uh, corona case i'm pretty sure that we'll be able to make a very you know uh, will emerge as a big company mm-hmm. the reason for that is uh, what happened is people now they are trying to save money Mm. our platform if you go for any like say if you are a say itc or any company okay amazon mm. so they have this access of a dashboard where they take insights industry insights so that is like gartner so gartner gives you access to the dashboard and it will cost you around like starting from 50000 dollar mm. goes up to 100000 dollars 500000 dollars or 1 million dollar mm. like you know 50000 is around 35 lakhs so right. just for one single account you pay 35 lakhs so that kind of uh, uh, you know money this companies charge so companies who can afford it they can buy but there are a lot of small and medium sized companies there are a lot of entrepreneurs who don't have uh, that kind of you know money to spend on this reports and also for there we come to picture so now we don't charge like 50000 we just charge 7000 dollars for yearly subscription hmm. enterprises so created this repository and now we have this product also so uh, as as even if the users they are not you know uh, like companies they don't have to spend money to buy research reports so they can use this free reports which are already available in public domain hmm. and they can also order customized reports through our platform where we connect them with analyst and market research wow so i mean story uh, yash i think it was very inspiring that you know you changed the whole game in just 45 days so all the people listening to this podcast understand guys you never know don't give up you never know that how close you are to success and i think uh, one of the biggest traits of an entrepreneur is that to not give up even when people are saying that this is not the right time but to keep on pushing and eventually you find that gold mine uh, thank you yash for such an interesting uh, journey which you have shared with us uh, my next question which which comes to you is uh, yes lot of people think that uh, entrepreneurship is something which is rolls of bed you don't have any boss you don't have to report to anybody but what are those myths which you would like to 
burst right away as a young entrepreneur, which people who are planning to get into entrepreneurship still think it is good, but you know that this is not the case here. Uh, so first thing, uh, you should always be very sure like idea means nothing. Even if you have a billion dollar idea, it will mean nothing until unless, until unless you know how to execute it. Right. That was the first thing. Like people, they try to hide their ideas. When I know like someone is not disclosing his idea, I know that this guy is a you know newcomer to the startup world. Hmm. So that is one thing first. Second, you should focus on building network, like create a good network of people from different industries. So that gives you a broad aura, like you know, your mind becomes like you can have different types of ideas hmm. and acquire skill sets. So if you know this two skill set, first is building, like programming or coding, and second is selling, no one can stop you. Mm. If you have this, you are unstoppable. Like no one can stop you if you can build and can you can sell. Wow. Okay, so this two skill set are very, very important. So focus everything on this part if you are going to start your company. Mm. Work with entrepreneurs, you know, work with them help them in startup, go your way out, like do everything with them, you know, to help them. So you will learn and they will also do you a favor in future. Imagine that, you know, that value you will give them, hmm. it always comes back. So Remember don't just look for money initially, look for yes. value. So in fact, we, so there is a very famous saying, which, which says about any kind of business is that in the first year you don't gain, there's only pain, no gain. Right. In second year, there is some pain, some gain. And from third year, it's only gain and no pain. So I think uh, Yash has condensed that uh, theory here is that you help people because, I mean, whether you want to call it karma, you want to call it a higher power. If you help people, good things will definitely come to you. Yes. And don't help to, you know, get some value. Like just help for the sake of helping. Right. right. Don't expect anything. Uh, value might come in future if you have but just keep on helping others. So that way, you know, people will you know help you out later on great so yes who is your favorite entrepreneur whom who is that somebody whom you admire whom you who is your idol so i'll not say idol but uh, two people i really admire is one uh, he's not an uh, he he, oh, he used to be an entrepreneur but now he's an investor first one is naval ravikant mm-hmm. i'm a big fan of naval ravikant yeah, i think you are the second mm-hmm. person who has mentioned Ravi, uh, Naval Ravikant and I think uh, I was talking to somebody. Uh, so I mean, so all to all the listeners who listen to this podcast, quite often you can see uh, how different generations are still a fan of Naval Ravikant. I am 34. What is your age, Yash? I'm 25. Yash is 25 and I was talking to a senior gentleman who was 56 yesterday on a podcast. And I think Naval Ravikant is the common phrase which has come to yes. across everybody. <laughs> Right. That uh, guy, you know, he is like amazing. Like you should uh, listen to his, uh, like follow him on Twitter. Really amazing. Yeah. And uh, there's one, his famous uh, threads, Twitter threads, how to get uh, rich without being lucky. Hmm. Read that. It is a really good. Yes. So he also comes on a podcast. It's called Naval Ravikant. To all the listeners, they can also go to that podcast. And it's a very brief five minute, but the insights and the philosophy he gives, you can keep on thinking for weeks on, on that single episode as well. Yes, yes. And uh, But the entrepreneur which I want to mention right now is, mm. who is, you know, really underrated, I still think he's underrated, is Travis Kalnick from Uber. Right. 
reason for that is that guy literally for 10 years he was a failure mm-hmm. you know there's a video on youtube like you know uh, on uber like he uh, he talks about his failures like how he got you know bankrupt during the dot com bubble and he got sued for around 500 billion dollars mm-hmm. during that dot com boom and you know after like third startup uber was his i think fourth startup third or fourth startup Oh. and then finally after you know 10 years of that struggle he got that success oh. so he made few mistakes i totally agree that he still not to no one is perfect oh. they uh, that guy has achieved you should you know like that is you know the example we should get like he came from nothing oh. like he was literally broke for so much so many times oh. and then you know somehow he cracked that and he got into like we have uber today so that's oh. what you know is really inspiring you should watch that video also right right so guys who are listening to this podcast i will take that link from uh, yash and i will post that link also in the show notes of this podcast so you can go and check out that link so yash my next question which comes to you is uh, uh so i mean obviously everybody talks about uh, the good part about entrepreneurship the glamour about entrepreneurship but it is also built up on on lot of failures Uh, which leads to stress which leads to anxiety which leads to depression and there are a lot of negative and the dark side of also of entrepreneurship which people don't talk about so what is your take on on the darker side of entrepreneurship and second is how do you cope up with stress depression failures how, what is your methodology which helps you to you know keep yourself motivated and keep on working uh you know uh when it comes to stress and uh, every day will be you will get rejected and you will like you know one of the most depressing part of your life when you will start your startup like literally you will see the worst days like you know you will have no money you have no luck you will have you are constantly getting rejected you have a bug in your code every nothing is working out like you know only thing that you are doing right now is breathing nothing is working on your life and that will happen to each one of you if you are starting your own startup mm. and i i was quite young but you know during those low points as i told you like the december and january when i almost gave up like it was very depressing time and even when i was starting my startup i had no idea like how the next journey will go so that was also very depressing point of my life so during that time one thing that helped me throughout the process is going to the gym hmm so the reason for that is in life you should the first priority you should give is to your health first mm. everything comes after that mm. now there's a quote like say uh, a healthy man wants thousands of things but a uh, you know sick person only wants one right beautiful right? mm. so the first priority you should give whatever you are doing is the health mm. so go gym at least three times a week crush it like you know Uh, so if your body is fit your mind will be fit and even if you are getting rejected every day you'll be able to make it over okay because mm-hmm. see when once you are in a good energy good mood and uh, you know your body is balanced uh, even if you are reject getting rejected every day it will not affect you much and when you are going gym constantly it builds your confidence and it also builds your determination Hmm. that you know persistence over the period of time i have been going to the gym since last i think 2 years now hmm. so i am not very like you know like a six pack ab guy hmm. but i am pretty fit like you know i have a good physique 
I I can you know handle my life. I can lift myself mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. So uh, that is the thing you should do first. Like focus on that health during those time because gym is something you should not ignore because if you ignore your health, you know it will haunt you. Mm-hmm. It will come back to you like and it will take your time. So mm-hmm. no compromise on that. Whatever happens, go at least three times a gym. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, lift heavy weights. Don't go for you know like cardio. It will not give you that kind of results. Hmm. Second thing is meditate at least twice a day. Like, uh, sorry, sorry, ten minutes a day hmm. in the morning when you wake up. So if you do these two things, so what this meditation will do is it will help you build a frame of your mind. Hmm. So it will make your strong willpower and that you know determination and grit, and you will not be you know like whatever happens, even if you know there's a tsunami, there's a earthquake, you know you will still be calm person. Hmm. You know you will be able to manage like you know anything. so that will help you build that bring in that balance in your life hmm hmm so these two things will help you out in anything but when you are especially building your startup do this two things and give them utmost priority okay. whatever like cancel the meeting or you know go one office late one hour late to the office but do these things hmm it will help you over the period of time very yes. important thing which uh, yash has mentioned and i think at this young age if if yash understand these things it is really a great thing because what he rightly said is that uh you if you are not well if you're not mentally and physically fit irrespective of how much efforts you put you will not be able to reach your full potential and i think uh, all the listeners to this podcast and i think probably uh, the younger generation has started understanding this fact as compared to the older generation when everything was about work 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 and then at a later stage it it all goes down the drain correct and if you care uh, you know take care of yourself in your 20s your 30s and 40s will take care of you right so do that yes great so yash coming to my uh, next question is uh, is what what do you think what is one of that piece of advice which you received from somebody about entrepreneurship which has helped you a lot and you still remember that and who was the person who gave it to you uh I I attended. I I don't know the name. He was a really old guy, like around forty years of experience. He was from oh. I am I am I am Ahmedabad graduate. So I attended his session. I don't remember his name. Uh, maybe if I recall, I'll tell you in the end. Sure, sure. But uh, that guy, he gave a really important advice, which is oh. really life changing. Oh. So he explained me a reason, the difference between what is value and what is what are values. Oh. So a value like. any conflict in the world happens due to the differences in value hmm so for examples for someone money matters the most for someone integrity matters the most hmm so if these two people whether they are in a relationship or in a business if they don't have similar values there will be a conflict in the future hmm so he gave a really good example for of a kesari group so kesari group is divided into sections like the company was you know The, the when the father uh, he divided like the two siblings they you know uh, due to the differences in values uh, they have to divide the company into parts hmm. okay so that's what happens in anything so in, even in a relationship or for it can be your business relationship or love relationship anything even in your family if there's a conflict in values uh, uh, there will never be a you know like a long term uh, journey together Hmm. you guys will never be able to work it so always make sure that whoever you are working you both share the similar values same values 
great okay whether it is a relationship or business or anything and uh, second thing is uh, i uh, i'll say i'll say three things okay first is the value uh, and second is what value you bring on the table hmm. so i don't count my success as how many hours i put in or how much time i am putting in or how much hard work you know i'm doing what i how i calculate is what kind of value i am creating for others hmm. so that is the criteria i keep i i calculate or you know i i keep a you know track of and whenever i am hiring someone i also make sure that they are bringing some value on the table or otherwise uh, they are nothing like and the third thing is all the gains in your life will come from long term thinking hmm. all your short term gains will vanish and disappear in some time Hmm. so always think when you are taking any decision think long term think long term what will be what will happen 10 years down the line if you take this decision today hmm. so you are doing that so when i took that you know i will give you personal example so in december when i told you like you know i uh, i i wanted to you know take a job and close bridgeini so during that time i asked myself one question Hmm. uh will i regret this after 10 years so the answer was yes like literally a hard yes so i said no i cannot just give up because you know i have put in so much of effort and my future me will not appreciate this okay so i need to keep going on right now uh, so that's what i'll say always think long term whenever you are taking any decision don't go for any short term deals short term money making schemes This will, you know, will always lose money. Will always lose your time. Don't do that. Yeah. Great, great. Such an amazing insights coming from Yash. So Yash, uh, coming to our last two questions, uh, which I would like you to answer. Both the questions are very hypothetical. So question number one is, uh, if you, if I uh whether personal or professional and second is in the same time machine if you go 10 years ahead uh what would you be doing what where do you see your company uh one decision say uh, i still regret one decision i couldn't get into iit hmm. i think that was the best thing ever happened to me because now uh i always know that i will never have a brand image i have to work harder than others Hmm. so that always keeps pushing me and i'm never satisfied so but instead of doing an engineering in M, in india i could have done it in us that okay. would have been a very different uh, you know scenario hmm. that that one thing i would wanted to like, i would love to do that again if i ever doing like studying i want to do it in us so okay. good university where i'm meeting like minded people and where research is given more priority than just numbers Hmm. Hmm. And second part of the question is, if I uh, uh, you said okay, uh, in next ten years, what you want to do, right? Right. So uh, in next ten years, uh, I I think uh, we are at the right place at the right time because hmm. I'm pretty bullish about India, like Africa, Asia as whole, like you know. 21st century belongs to asia so i read a lot of research reports i see where the trends are going and india will be the next you know superpower china after china hmm. china is something but due to that communist government or you know uh, it's not stable i i think that might change something hmm. uh, 
I am very pretty bullish about India. India is the place where you should be today. Oh, okay. Oh. You should not go if you, even if you have an opportunity to go to US right now. You should not do that oh. because this century belongs to India. Consumer spending, the way the 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 GDP is growing, all the value will be generated in India. Okay. Oh. So US and other countries will get saturated and they will come to do business in India and all the opportunities will be there over here. Oh. This is the time. And one of the most uh, thing which I am pretty excited about next 10 years is first is also I really want to see how this smart economy or I say smart contracts will work out. Oh. So uh, I, I, I really want to see the smart contracts moving. Now, there are two four things which I'm very passionate about. The smart contracts is uh, it will be a trillion dollar industry in the next 10 to uh, 10, uh, 10, 20 years. Hmm. Uh, you, all your rent agreement, all your land records, everything will be shifted from the paper-based document to a smart contract. That will be a game changer. Uh, so that I really want to see. Second is vertical farming and also space. Hmm. I want to see that the world, you know, like going on a Mars and that will be exciting. 2030 to 2040 will be all about space and uh, increasing the human life expectancy. So it will be like, you know, this humans, this tech, tech billionaire, they want to, you know, increase their lifespan. So that will be happening. And this century is all about blockchain, AI, 6G, 5G is yet to there. But, you know, after like the second half of 2020s, like after 2025, it will be 6G. So uh, nanotechnology, nano space, and all these things will be there. Vertical farming will be there. Uh, and a lot of new things here. So I'm pretty excited about the future. I'm pretty bullish on humanity. Whether it is Corona or all, I, I think we will reach really new heights and be able to do really amazing things. Because humans, great. they always figure out a way. Yes. Great, great. So ending this podcast on a very positive note, which Yash rightly said is that humans will always find a way. And at the end of, of this dark tunnel, we all will see the light. So Yash, if, uh, thank you very much for coming on this podcast and giving us your valuable time. And I'm sure listeners will also know a lot they'll also learn a lot uh yash if if the listeners would like to get in touch with you how can they contact you uh so i am pretty active on linkedin you hmm. can connect me on linkedin i will accept your request you can ask me anything i'm pretty active on linkedin just connect me with linkedin sure sure great yash uh, thanks a lot for coming on this podcast and giving your valuable time uh thanks a lot yeah thanks uh for inviting me it was really wonderful uh, journey. Like I recall all those memories and all that. <laughs> I started in the first place. So thanks a lot. Great, great. So thank you guys for listening to this podcast. And uh, I'll be back soon with the new guest with a new story. And if you want to get in touch with me, you can get in touch with me through Facebook or, in, or Instagram by typing digital micropreneur. Or you can get in touch with me on LinkedIn at Abhishek Singh Rajpurohit. And I will see you guys in the next session with a new guest. Till that time, take care and God bless you all.